it was just such a light bulb moment. It's like we do all of this stuff and we accumulate all of this stuff that once we're gone, it's left here and serves nothing. And at that moment, I really became clear, like I rather have experiences. Hey, I'm Deanna Seymour, a mom, a business owner, and a lady trying to love her body just the way it is. Here's the thing. We all know you've got to make mistakes to learn, but sometimes it can feel like you're the only one getting it wrong. Am I right? I'm on a mission to change that, because guess what? Nobody's perfect. So let's laugh, learn, and celebrate our mistakes at the Imperfect Party. Hi, friend. Does the idea of posting photos of yourself on social media stress you out to the max? I feel ya. That used to totally be me. As a photographer, I was always used to being behind the camera. But I've come up with some really creative ways for you to ease into the idea of being in front of the camera. You can grab my top 10 portrait ideas, even if you're camera shy, at deannaseymour.com backslash camera shy. So you can start sneaking a little more of you into your feed. So when I think about minimalism, I automatically start thinking about stuff and having too much stuff in your life. I mean, I guess, honestly, when I think about the word, I think about how not minimalist I truly am. But today, my guest is Jessie Gary of Green-Eyed Ambition. Her goal is to teach other service and hospitality-based businesses how to streamline their brands to scale up. Simple, clear systems can help you achieve your desired goals and improve productivity, according to my girl, Jessie. <laughs> she is opening up today about her journey with a minimalist lifestyle and points out that it's not only in your closet, it's in every area of your life. Boundaries, less notifications, less mail, just overall less is more. Less time on social media. Thanks a lot, Clubhouse. <laughs> just kidding. I think Clubhouse is different on social media. But side note, you should find Jessie on Clubhouse because she is doing amazing things in there. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Let's get started. Hello, Jessie. How's it going? It's going well. I'm, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Can I just say that I love it when people say well instead of good, because I always say good and then I like second guess in my head and I'm like, that is not, I'm not supposed to say good. Like, how are you doing good? I always say good and that's not right. And then when people say well, I'm always like, this is a person I need to hang out with more because they know how to speak and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> No, no. It's like even when I somebody asks me how am I doing, I'm like, I'm fantastic. I'm amazing. And they're like, Oh, I need to, <laughs> I need that to rub off on me. <laughs> well, I love it already. I love it. Well, thank you for hanging out with me today. I am really intrigued about the topic today because I feel like when it comes to minimalism for me, I sort of go back and forth between hoarding everything and donating everything. Like I hoard and hoard and hoard. And then I'm like, that's it. I'm cleaning out. And then I get rid of everything. So I either have too much stuff or I can't, like I have so much stuff, I can't find anything or else I go to do something and I'm like, crap, I gave that away. So I need you in my life so I can find this happy medium and get my life together. And, and there's a lot of people that feel the same way too. I, I think a lot of your, a lot of people, they are in that same space where it's like, I don't want to let things go. Especially, I think it's because of our age bracket right now too. So we're in that sweet spot where we don't like 
I feel like the Gen Zs, they can like live out of like small confines where our grandparents are like, no, hold on to everything because you don't know when you're going to get it again. <laughs> like the, the depression, like they've lived yeah. through the depression and they're like, oh, like, yeah, I agree. Okay, wait. So is it appropriate to ask you how old are you? I am 40. I'm about to be 40 in March. <gasps> okay, in March. I'm about to be 40 in December. So, okay. Yay! Okay, cool. Yeah, so we're right on the same like floppy disk organ trail. Oh my God, the internet's here. Like we still use pay phone. phones. Yeah, but then we, yeah. then we like <laughs> got the Zach Morris cell phone like in the trunk just in case you're like going to die on the side of the road. But don't you dare use it because it's going to cost your parents like $100 if you make one phone call. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think you're right. I never really thought about that. Although I do often struggle with my age because it is weird. Like we're very unique with the whole, like, what do they say? Like we grew up with like an analog childhood, but a digital adulthood or whatever. And I think it's, it's, I mean, I think it's kind of cool that we're like the only, the only people who've experienced that. But also sometimes I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Where do I belong? <laughs> Nothing makes sense. <laughs> because like, I feel like the younger generations, it can be so much more extreme than what we're used to. It's, mm-hmm. It can almost feel, make you even feel as if like, I am so behind and it's not even, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every two steps I make forward, like they take 20 more steps ahead. I know I'm like, I'm some old lady trying to keep up. Yeah. But then with older people, I'm like pretty hip. So I, I, yeah, I'm right, right there in the middle, but all right. Well, so how, okay. So I wanted to ask you too, I have a couple questions before we really dive into minimalism because I was looking at your website, which is super cool, by the way, your style, everything about you, like literally I'm going to make you be my friend after this. <laughs> For real. I love it. <laughs> but um, so your business is called Green Eyed Ambition. And I just was like, huh, I want to hear the story behind that. Cause I feel like most people just use their name, Deanna Seymour, boring, So I'm like, okay, tell me about this green-eyed ambition. Yeah, so I changed that name probably about two years ago. I wanted something that really encompassed, like, me. And the green is because new, new beginnings, fresh beginnings. And with your eyes wide open, then you can see all kinds of possibilities. And the ambition is what fuels going to see the new world. So that was the whole meaning behind it because I was in this new awakening, I guess you can say. And I was like, you know what? I When people hear green, I often have people assume that it's about envy or money. For me, mm-hmm. green is fresh beginning. I like that. I was definitely like, does this have something to do with like the green-eyed monster? Like uh-huh. I was trying to, trying to figure it out, but I I like that. That's so refreshing and positive. And I'm like, yeah, let's get it. Let's do it. Yeah. And sometimes people can think green is like a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's a fresh start. So it, it's, I guess, just whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. And then plus my eyes are hazel. So sometimes when people see pictures, they're like, oh, is it because your eye?" Because they think my hazel is green. They're like, is uh-huh. it because your eyes? I was like, no, it is. <laughs> I mean, with that, but I'll go with it. (laughs) I have to admit, I was like, "Am I being psycho?" Like, I was feel like I was speaking of being an old lady. I feel like I was like, I can't really tell from this picture what color are her eyes. Like, I was getting off of my computer, (laughs) being like, "Is that it?" But so hilarious. But you, by the way, I'm not trying to make this weird, but you are stunning, very beautiful. Just saying. Thank you. And then I was reading about how you modeled on QVC. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting a celebrity. What is going on? (laughs) I mean, I'm a weirdo. I've been watching. Well, let me back it up before I call myself a weirdo. I love Christmas. And when it's Christmas time, I feel like QVC is always like, has all the Christmas trees up and the decorations. And I don't know. I just think it's really fun. Like before I like start channel surfing, we have that remote you talk into. So I'm like, boop, QVC. My husband's always like, oh seriously. And luckily I don't buy stuff. So I was like, okay, Jesse's not going to be mad at me about the minimalism because I'm not buying stuff on QVC, but I do pop in there from time to time. And I just want to know what it was like. What, what, how is that? How, first of all, how does that even happen? And then what's it like to be a model on QVC? And then for real, for real, we'll talk about minimalism, but I'm too intrigued by the QVC story. Oh yeah. So I actually started (laughs) plus modeling back in 2002. It was my junior (laughs) year in college. And it came about through like my mom and support from some friends. I never saw myself as one (laughs) and (laughs) at all, like, oh, I'm six feet tall and people think I'm pretty or whatever. I'm like, I have to achieve a lot of success in life. Like that's all I was focused on was graduating college and doing something positive. That's all I had envisioned. And I ended up getting an agent one of the main agencies in, in Philadelphia. And I, they actually QVC came to me a couple of times because with plus size modeling, especially back at that time, it was about proportions or modeling in general, especially for clothing is about proportions like for clothing, because you don't want to have to pull six sizes because Mm -hmm. everything doesn't fit right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm pretty proportionate and I wasn't sure it was something I wanted to do. And I did it for about eight years. Uh, um, Yeah. And I loved it. It it really gave me the confidence to really see the best way I can say it is that it really gave me the confidence to really see like how me being on the shows helped with people seeing themselves and what we were wearing. And for them, there is very important for them to have models of all shapes and sizes and heights because it is home shopping. And Mm -hmm. this time of the year is fun because they have some of the best sales. And actually, my Mm -hmm. laptop is from QVC. There are certain Mm -hmm. things I immediately say, "Mm, go on to QVC. Let me get on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're my kind of girl. You know, you know what that means. Flex day. Yes. And it's so awesome. And it was a great experience. I, I did QVC. I was on um, in different magazines like Essence over the years. I used to work with Macy's a long time. Um, Clinton Kelly used to do From What Not to Wear. He used to do a yeah. tour with Macy's woman, Real Women with the oh, wow. department. Yeah. And we would do fashion shows and he would show how to dress different body types and I worked with him for a couple of years and then ironically, he then had a line on QVC and I was able to work with him on QVC too. So it was really like a, a really cool full circle experience. That's awesome. Wow. I really, I mean, I really do feel like I'm like, I'm talking to a celebrity right now. That is so, you have been on the QVC set. That is so cool. Yeah. Talk about being a success, girl. You already nailed it. But you know what was funny? It was because like, with me living in Pennsylvania and 
us recording in Pennsylvania. And when I had hair, I go, I have this love, rela- love, hate relationship with hair. You know, please, anyone listening to this, please do not judge me. But once you do the first big chop, you have no regret regrets. So <laughs> I'll, I'll cut it off and then I'll grow it. I'll cut it off and I'll grow it. And whenever I would have my short buzz cut, I don't look like anyone else. So I would, I remember vividly this one time I was on a treadmill and this lady walks up to me and was like, are you Jesse on QVC? (laughs) (laughs) And I lied. No, did I lie? Well, I, sometimes I told the truth and sometimes I lied. (laughs) Don't you see me sweating like a beast on the treadmill right now? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have time for this lady. Sorry, my super fan. myself out of this like I don't remember if I said yes or no but whenever that would happen sometimes I will say they're like you look so familiar oh that's so interesting sometimes yeah. I get that <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that is seriously so cool and it's just it was like perfect timing when I read it because it is Christmas time and I have been watching yeah so much that I was I really was like starstruck when I saw those three little letters on your website I was like, oh my god but all right well enough fun I want to get down to business on this whole minimalism thing so we can sort my life out and maybe help some other people sort theirs out too well the first step I think would be for you to just sort of give us a quick definition like your definition of what minimalism is or means to you or just like make sure we're all on the same page before we really dive deep for me minimalism is really just having what brings you joy and what really matters to mm-hmm. like you, what you're aiming to accomplish in your life, your family. I, I really see it as keeping things simple and doing things that bring you joy because I don't see minimalism as only your closet. It's mm-hmm. really in every area of your life, understanding like boundaries. Yeah. That you want to. Yeah. I'm just in. like, oh my gosh, this could apply to people. <laughs> like, oh, I just yeah. had that little aha moment while you were talking. I'm like, hmm. Interesting. Yes. Apps, notifications on your phone, papers. Like there's, I don't subscribe to being accessible at all times. That Mm. is less, less is more for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am already like, wow. Okay. So, cause I feel like that book, you know, the spark joy book, people get that. I bought, (laughs) I bought that. And then I, lost it. <laughs> Couldn't find yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, before I read it, I lost it. So I feel like that one mostly talks about stuff, but the idea that you can also minimize your social media, minimize who's around you that doesn't make you feel good. Like you're maximizing joy by minimizing all the other crap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I think that's what most people think of when they hear about it is mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, that means I have to get rid of stuff, but then I'm still going to keep my car junky and I'm still going to mm-hmm. keep my life a hot mess, but my closet's going to be organized. Like, no, you get to apply <laughs> this in every area of your life. Yeah. I I mean, I feel a little silly, but I hadn't really even thought of it. So I'm glad I was like, this is silly to start by saying define it. But now I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. I definitely needed to hear that aspect of that. Can you... I also want you, because you kind of already touched on this, but can you talk about why you think people in our society have grown accustomed to to having so much stuff? 
What do you think? Like, why, why, why do we do that? I feel like even as our, I feel as our desire to, to feel like we belong has grown because of like things from social media, you have the peer pressure, entertainment, and, and that's even just insight from my career, you know, with modeling. Like, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people fell victim to our marketing ploys. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, thanks a lot, Jesse. You're modeling those I, clothes, and now everybody has their closets full of them. <laughs> yeah, like think about makeup ten years ago to now. Oh yeah, I it, it's all grown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it can be totally overwhelming if you start thinking too much about what like all the things and it's funny because you just said um peer pressure and it's funny because I think with social media we just said we're almost 40 but I think it's because of social media I I don't know maybe 40 year olds before social media still felt peer pressure but I I I feel peer pressure just even like as silly as it sounds like Halloween happened and I'm like oh I better post a picture of my kids in their Halloween costume to prove like, don't worry, I dressed mine up, but I really wasn't like dying to share it with everybody. Like the people who need to see it, I texted to or, or my parents were here, but peer pressure as a way, like as a reason why we're sort of accumulating the stuff to kind of keep up with, with everybody else and the trends and that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because at one point, all it was, was your circle, Yeah, you know? And so you, Sometimes our circle is doing the same thing. So it's not necessarily like a fantasy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it may be some, like, oh, they just got, you know, a new jacket. You know, it's not anything mm-hmm. too crazy because that's in our circle of influence. So there's similarity. Now yeah. we have the ability to stay on our phones all night long or on our laptops or tablets all night long wanting for mm-hmm. something else and yearning to be something else. And the reality of it is that a lot of times people that do have that stuff, they don't even have to show it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, and you're talking about to social media, like then they have all those ways of like targeting you after you go to a website like, OK, sorry, I looked at those shoes for one second. And now you just like keep reminding me <laughs> over and over that I need those shoes until I am like, you know what? I totally need those shoes. You're right. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. And that, I mean, I guess it's not peer pressure. It's like robot pressure. <laughs> or Advertising. Because mm-hmm. think about when we were growing up, they just mailed coupons and yeah. we were habitual with just throwing stuff away, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, another coupon, trash it. Because you had to think about taking it into the store. Yeah. So it's a 50-50 chance that you may want to go into the store because we didn't have online shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if there was something that was online, that was, I mean, you couldn't even online shop for JC Penney's back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wish book, like for Christmas, the wish book. Remember you get the like yeah. catalog when you were little and circle stuff and it was so and crazy. But mail it in or fax it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I swear, we're y'all, 40, we're years, we're 40 years old, we're not 80. It's that in my head people that are like 20, they're like, what? What? They're like, unsubscribe. <laughs> Just you know, oh 15 God. years ago, we did not have e-commerce. And it was very limited. <laughs> but also so freeing. So y'all missed out on that yeah. one. 
Just saying. Oh my gosh. Well, just, okay. So then that also goes along. I'm sorry. I'm just having like all these light bulb moments that I can't even like (laughs) form a thought. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a conspiracy. But that's what you're talking about too, decluttering. Because if you spend less time on social media, then the boots aren't going to be following you around, stalking you. Uh And uh, it's just all connected to all of that. Like I saw on your website, it just talks about like learning that decluttering isn't just about the the tangible things, the clothes, whatever. It's also just about decluttering your lives. It's I sorry, I really am just like my mind is blown. <laughs> I'm like, Jenna, like, you're hosting a podcast. Get it together. Like, like right now I'm like, okay, what do I need to get rid of? Like, but now I'm excited to think of things that aren't actual things that I need to like get rid of and set boundaries with. Crazy. I just wasn't expecting this conversation to go this way. I was ready to talk about my husband's 80s toys that he still has. <laughs> I wanted you to say he has to get rid of them. <laughs> yes, I get it. I totally get it because that is where a lot of times people go and gravitate towards. I, how you feel is exactly how a lot of people feel. Even individuals have, that have considered like my courses or when I'm interviewing people to do background research because this is just so much of a way of life for me. I mm-hmm. I couldn't even process what it's like for others. Like that's how mm-hmm. crazy it was. Like I'm like, hey, I'm creating something on minimalism. What would you like to know? And someone's like, I would like to know how do you minimize stuff in your kitchen? I was like, what? And it was like I had like I was like, oh man, like I didn't even think of that. <laughs> you were like, oh, you're on step, like. Zero. <laughs> You're like, wait, you you don't have your kitchen organized yet? Like, we need to move you through all these phases to get to the good stuff. Yeah, because how we do one thing is how we do all things. And it, it really made me present because how we overly consume, like, clothing and shoes, it's the same thing with makeup and hair products, definitely with cooking utensils and supplies or and you start talking about foods, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, this is going to be healthier for you. You should do this super green powder and da, da, da. And people just are accumulating mm-hmm. vitamins, like all of this stuff. And it's not, if someone goes into it and finds the freedom of just their closet and really take a moment to just sit down and look at where are other parts of my life, do I have 10 bottles of Lysol underneath my kitchen counter right now? <laughs> And I'm probably going to buy a new one in two weeks because I forgot that I, I had. feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic. I can have as many lifestyles as I want. Just kidding. No, I do. And I do buy things often because I, I am not sure. And I'm like, oh, my God, where is it even? Just buy another one. Just buy another one. Just, mm-hmm. oh. It's so true. Okay, so I'm switching gears a little bit. But you talk about your mom in one of your videos. I was looking at your YouTube channel. And I just wanted to see if you could maybe share a little bit more about that experience. Yeah. So it's actually coming up on her two-year, the two-year anniversary to her passing away. Uh, She was actually diagnosed in May 2018 with the terminal cancer. Uh, She had up to that point four other episodes of cancer. And this time it went to her brain. And we used the opportunity because we knew that it was terminal. We did like a bucket list. So Mm -hmm. you can't change what was happening. You can only change how you show up in it. And when 
we did this bucket list. And even while she was still alive, out she knew that I was doing a Poshmark and selling things. And it wasn't like, oh, because you're about to pass away, let me sell anything. No, it wasn't that. She knew she had clothes. I was like, Ma, I think we can sell some of this stuff and we could use the money for some trips. <laughs> she yeah. was like, that's smart. Let's do that. And and so she yeah. was bored with it. And once she finally passed and I was having to pretty much combine my stuff from my place and combine the stuff into her house where I currently live in our family home. My grandfather built this house. And so I still had some stuff from when my grandmother was alive in this house, mm-hmm. <laughs> plus stuff from my mom. Yeah. And now I had my, you know, my, my own stuff coming into the space. And so I had to start letting go. And I went through all of her closets, all of her closets, and I threw everything on the floor so I can kind of like figure out how I was going to strategize this for Poshmark. And I was looking at the floor and I was like, wow, this is probably like I had like this moment where I was like, this is legitimately probably like $30,000 worth of clothes. Yeah. And for what? And it's like, wow. Like it was just such a light bulb moment. It's like, Mm -hmm. we do all of this stuff. And we accumulate all of this stuff that once we're gone, it's left here yeah. and serves nothing. And at that moment, I really became clear, like, I'd rather have experiences. I'd rather, like, go out and before, you know, COVID and the world shutting down, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'd rather. In the, good, in the good old days. <laughs> in the good old days where you could travel and my passport worked, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. We're going to put the Band-Aid back on that. And it it was just really an eye-opening experience. I mean, because like my mom, she was like 6'1", 6'2". I'm six feet tall. So most of her clothes, like now you have fast um, fast fashion for plus size women. Growing up, that wasn't the case. So a lot of the stuff that she had was like Ralph Lauren, Talbot's, you know, like those Mm -hmm. big names where a jacket is like $150, $200. Yeah. So throw yep. 10 of those in a closet. And the, yeah. Yeah. Do the math. It's adding up. <laughs> and what and what could that have been? What kind of experiences could that have, have um, created? Yeah. Instead of just this this clothing that's like now laying on your floor and you're figuring out what to do with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, is that sometimes and that's why I said my meaning is like what really brings you joy and what you're really about. because. I find that some of the times we're collecting things because it's either numbing, covering, taking our focus off of something, or it's because of us trying to, I guess, entertain other people. Yeah, because I feel like you only have so much bandwidth in your life. You only have so much money right now. Like in, in your life, you only have so much money, so much time, so much space. And so I think what you're kind of saying is when you start to prioritize what goes in that space, instead of all the jackets from Talbot's, like you want to take an awesome vacation or like it has to be one or the other, like only so many things can fit, like things, people, time, but you only have so much space in your life. And it sounds like you really help people figure out what are the things they want to have in their life and then how do they sort of implement a plan to make that happen. Is that? Yeah, that's 100% correct. Because it is something that is really important. 
And one thing that I encourage people like that are listening to this is not to hear that I'm saying don't have anything. I am by no means an extreme minimalist. <laughs> you know, I don't want you thinking like this girl has 30 items that she lives out, you know, like, no, it's not that. <laughs> Yet I realized that it's finding that nice window of what you really need and what you actually will use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when people just, when I just think of it as stuff, sometimes I'm like, well, we got a new house and I have enough drawers. Like I might as well have a couple extra kitchen utensils. But now that you've sort of opened my eyes to the fact that it's not just about the kitchen utensils, it's about me making a choice to buy that means that I'm making a choice potentially to not either buy something else or experience something else or, or it's taking up my energy to organize it or make, you know, I just, I just always think about stuff. And now, like I said, it's just opened my whole, my eyes to this whole other meaning, I guess, of minimalism. That's really exciting. I think. I'm glad. Yes. Yeah. I'm comfort. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now this is perfect. What would you recommend as the first step for someone, maybe me, maybe someone listening, who knows, asking for a friend, what would you say is their first step if they're trying to consider moving more towards a minimalist lifestyle? How do we even start this? The first thing that I actually recommend to people is just having a clear understanding of like what principles you're wanting to have in your house or in that area. And that first gives you clarity. I'm not one, I'd never recommend for someone to go and clean. I mean, unless you're like in a level forwarding situation where you mm-hmm. you need to like <laughs> like you don't like it like the show then yes you go through and you might need to do a massive haul mm-hmm. but that's not the average individual and I recommend to not just go in and just start don't especially when you're new to it I don't recommend just going through and just throwing away a whole bunch of things that that typically without understanding why you're doing it will usually end up with the person feeling remorseful because they'll start feeling good. Like, Oh, got rid of this, got rid of this, got multiple bags. And then, you know, you try to go get dressed like five days later and you realize. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. That's what I was saying in the beginning. That's what I do. I get like super stoked about getting rid of stuff. And then later I'm like, why did I do that? Why I want to like paint my nails. And I got down to like, I'm like, I'm only going to have two colors. Nobody needs all these colors. And then I'm, like, what I do that for? I'm like, nothing, you know? So, okay. So don't do that. Don't what do, do we do? That. So just really <laughs> getting clear about like the principles. Like yeah. I have certain principles in my house. So one of them is, is that in order for something new to come in, something has to go out. Mm-hmm. I either have to sell it or donate it because okay. I don't want to always bring, because my, so I live in a, a over a two, I think it's, I said three bedroom, two bath, sunroom. So it's probably a good 2,000 plus square foot house. Mm -hmm. I don't have a shortage of space. And I could, if I wanted to, decorate every inch of this home. But why? So I figured to myself, don't just think I have space. Because then that's when we try to keep filling it. So having a clear principle like, you know what? This is important because I want this. I know when I have a lot of stuff, I, I, I'm very open on my platform that at times I battle with anxiety. 
And I understand that when I see a lot of stuff, I don't feel motivated to clean. I feel I feel motivated to take a nap. <laughs> yep. I have too much. It's gonna take too long. I'm too busy. I gotta focus on doing this. And you know, so like having clarity on like what is it that I really want to accomplish? Why is this really important to me? How am I going to ensure that this is not me just cleaning everything out and not having a structure? Like those are the basic parts to go. Like, because then if it's not clear, I find that that's where the, the remorsefulness comes into place. And I even teach in my, in my course, like I have a three question series that I ask myself, do I really want this? Do I really need this? And will I really use it? So just get clear, just get clear on what you, and it can be different for other people. Like you're saying it, you know, maybe different levels of how, how extreme, like you're saying, you're not the person with just 30. So just getting really clear on what your values are around this and like, what's your um, criteria for keeping things or bringing things or. Yeah. Cause I like that. That sounds nap. doable. That sounds not, I don't need to take a nap after hearing that. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds good. That's one good. size fits all. Like it really isn't a one size fits all. And one thing I emphasize to people is that this is a journey. Like what I was willing to separate from when I, cause when I first started, I was still modeling. I had a shoe bag that I just had shoes that I used for modeling things that had 30 pairs of shoes in them. That I didn't even wear in real life. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, I just had stuff. I had to have all kinds of makeup. I had an actual makeup, one of those dollies that you would see makeup artists with. I had a ton of things. And so if you are that girl, believe me, hello, I was that. Like, I... (laughs) I, I was not raised in the less is more mindset. Like by no means. I wanted a walk-in closet with like I loved and clueless when she had a little like that. yes. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Like yes. I, that's genius. I don't even have to put the clothes on and it will pair it up. Like yeah. that yeah. those were my goals growing up. So for me to be in the space that I am right now, that's just growth. And that's where it releases that pressure to do the take on his lifestyle because then it's not about you being like me or where I'm at in my journey compared to understanding that you're just starting. Yeah. 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 The whole point is to not feel that peer pressure and be that, be like that. Just go on your own journey. Well, my goodness, Jesse, this has seriously been I mean, not that I didn't think it was going to be eye-opening, but I just feel like it just opened my eyes way more than I thought it was going to. So I'm just so excited that you were here and we met and you came on. It's awesome. And you're a QVC model and famous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have one more question to ask you because I always like to, since we're at the imperfect party, I want to ask you a little party question. Is that okay with you? Yes, that's 100% fine. All right. So also on your website, I read that you were into cooking, that you're good at cooking. So I want to know what is your go-to dish to bring to a potluck? Don't judge me. I am. I was like, she's gone silent. Oh my gosh. What is this going to be? I was like on the edge of my seat waiting. I will not judge you. Maybe I will. I don't know. I have to hear it. 
Yes, I am the friend that brings food bars to parties. So I am infamous for bringing waffle stations. I did that. Ooh, okay. I make an awesome white chocolate waffle with fresh strawberry compote. Mmm. Why? Who would judge you for that? That is amazing. Like now I'm judging myself on my deviled eggs that I bring. Like (laughs) that is more bars. I do. I've brought to parties. I did a s'mores bar where I brought my burners. Mm. And different types of chocolate, different types of marshmallows and graham crackers. I am that friend. I, my friends say everyone needs a Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, you're in. You're coming when, when, as my daughter would say, when coronavirus is gone. Yes, you're coming. We're having I'm s'mores. <laughs> I'm down. I love s'mores. The oh my gosh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for for. I always say this. I'm like, thank you for coming, and then I'm like, we're not even in the same room. What do you, what do I need to start? like studying other podcasters and find out how they wrap it up. But Jesse, thank you for talking to me today and spending time with me. This has seriously been really fun and inspirational. It's been an absolute pleasure just chatting with you as well. And it's been so much fun. I am just truly honored that you have me as a guest and I'm just grateful. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to talk more after this. We're going to like keep chatting and cracking up. So, but yes, thank you for coming. And this is not the end of our journey. We're still going to be friends after this, just so you know. I love this. (laughs) All right. So it's not just about cleaning up your closet, cleaning out your closet, or organizing your kitchen, or, you know, decluttering, right? Of course, that's going to be part of it. But I really like how Jesse encourages you to think about minimalism in all aspects of your life. Keep what's serving you and bringing you joy and the things you love spending time doing and kick the rest of it to the curb, you know? All right, your next step. Before you start getting too cray-cray and ditching everything, you have to spend some time getting clear on what your principles are. Jesse reminds you that it's a journey, so take it easy on yourself, people, all right? Jesse has that rule that if something new comes into her house, something has to go out. She sells it or donates it. That seems like an easy way to at least maintain the level you're at without accumulating any more. So maybe start with that. If that doesn't sound like something you're into, then just spend some time figuring out what might work best for you. Create your own systems and start decluttering your life. You got this. Don't forget to check out the show notes at deannaseymour.com backslash Gary. That's J-E-S-E-G-A-R-Y. Just one S and one R. All right, friends. See you next time. Oh, and if you liked today's episode, can you do me a favor and click the subscribe button and leave a review? It'll help more women just like you join the party. And you'll get an official Imperfect Party pin in the mail. Just saying. And remember, the beauty's in the imperfections.